This is the Madtown Mom Squad podcast from Magic 98. Like-minded, hard-working Madison moms discussing mom stuff. Time to worry, time to now here's Krista and her squad. Life is sweet, so I'm ecstatic once again. Our dear friend Lori Asadi is joining us on the Madtown Mom Squad. She's a limited licensed psychologist, school psychologist, has been in practice, private by the way, for 33 years, and is the author of Waking from the Nightmare, Giving Our Kids Optimism. And she's always such a fan favorite. Hello, Lori. How are you, my love? Hi, Krista. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm always better when I talk to my girlfriend. Yes. Well, Lori, I wanted to bring you on today because uh, something that is extremely popular is uh, social media when it comes to our kiddos. And I know you you know all too well about how this can be negative on our kids. So are you Mm -hmm. ready to dive in? I am ready. All right, uh, love. Uh, So Lori, what are some of the negative effects of social media on our kids and adolescents? And are there really any benefits, (laughs) honestly, for social media? Well, actually, there are a few benefits, which I'll get to. But, um, you know, part of the problem with social media is that it is an endless source of information. It's just constant and you can hop around online and go to any subject matter, whatever. The problem is that the kids don't have, they have nobody to provide an explanation for the information or put it into context or reassure them. And so they're basically left to their own devices. They're left to interpret the information on their own through an underdeveloped, an undeveloped brain. And especially in adolescence, our brain goes through the second largest growth spurt. So you have, you know, an 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old who has every bit of information accessible to them. And they really don't know how to interpret it, especially the kids whose brain is already compromised by, you know, depression, anxiety, ADD. Right. Um, we don't know. I mean, I, I had a little six-year-old who called me one time because she was worried. And I said, what are you worried about this time? I knew she had anxi- terrible anxiety. And she said, and her response to me was homelessness, of course. Oh, my goodness. Like, what? And it started with a pretty minor comment from one of her babysitters about, you know, we have to feed the homeless and take care of the homeless. And then that was all it took. And she went online herself without her parents realizing and kind of read up on it and was just beside herself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and had that been and when I talked to her about it, it was she had a totally different reaction. I mean, she was still sad and kind of worried about these people, but she wasn't in panic mode like when she called me. Right. Um, and the other thing is that socializing online is very isolating and very superficial. And the what I have seen over the years is that part of the result of that is that kids don't have conflict resolution skills. They don't know how to really have reciprocal conversations. And if they're having an issue with each other, they don't really learn to resolve it. They just ghost you or right. unfriend you or, you know, that's their solution to social problems on social media. So they they get these habits ingrained and all the stuff that other you know, that most people know about it increases risk of cyberbullying, 
you know, and it gives you a very unrealistic view of other people's lives because who posts negative things about mm-hmm. their life on social media? Right. And if you, you know? look at us as uh, adults, I mean, we're just as bad, right? That's why dating sites yes. are terrible. Like nobody's being exactly. honest. You can't have a real con- a conversation with them. And like you said, people are putting an image out there that probably most likely isn't real. And I have heard uh, and I just absolutely adore her is, you know, uh, Selena Gomez. She's such a beautiful mm-hmm. artist and she's such a pronounced uh, figure when it comes to her mental health and how this affects her. And she says, you know what? The best thing for me to do is take a break from social media because yep. of all of it. Yep. It's uh, too much. Be sure to share, rate, and subscribe to the Madtown Mom Squad. Krista has a new episode every Tuesday. For more content and to binge past episodes, go to magic98.com or download the Magic app. So does social media cause, you know, depression and anxiety in our kids? And what is the effect of social media on the developing brain of kiddos? The research indicates it's not necessarily a direct cause, but it certainly increases susceptibility to depression and anxiety. And again, depending on so many other factors, how susceptible is that kid to these things? You know, do they have a family history of depression? Are they already treated for depression? So the most common, and and this is one of the negative things about it, is that it disrupts their sleep, okay? Mm -hmm. And sleep disruption is one of the most common causes of depression. And so there's certainly a correlation there. Um, Again, the kids that are more susceptible, I mean, that that have a family history or they've been through trauma or they're failing in school, if they're already susceptible, the impact is greater, much greater. Sure. Um, and and those are the same kids that are susceptible, are more likely to overuse social media because they these are the kids that don't really establish and hold on to offline friendships. Mm-hmm. And so they rely on those online, quote unquote, friendships to connect with. And then they learn over time that, oh, wait, I can't always trust these people. And that is getting more out in the media about the safety factors. And so they grow up not trusting friendships. Hmm. That's difficult, like you said, like especially because kids and their brains are developing and it kind of just stunts their ability, right, to have a human nature of a conversation that's natural. So when it comes to research, does that show that social media can actually be addictive? Because I've heard this and how does that actually happen? Oh, absolutely. Um, And I've had kids that are addicted to it. Um, I've worked with kids that are. And the science behind it, which is interesting, just came out several years ago. We sort of knew it kind of looked like they were addicted based on how they were acting and stuff like that. But we now know the science behind it is based on dopamine. Mm -hmm. And dopamine is um, a neurochemical in your brain that is like the reward center. And so when you go on social media and something as simple as the kid puts something out there and gets 100 likes, okay, that literally gives their brain a dopamine burst, what they call it, and that becomes then addictive. So when they go offline, their brain is kind of searching for that dopamine burst. Mm -hmm. And it can be as addictive as, you know, using drugs or uh, gambling, that kind of thing, because you just need more and more and more. Dopamine needs to be regulated in the brain. And when you're constantly feeding that dopamine system with social media, then when you're not giving that constant push 
parts of that system, it's kind of looking around going, okay, wait, what? This is boring. So it really affects the ability for the brain to moderate and do things in moderation. A, a lot of parents say to me, well, when he's not using it, he's more depressed. Well, maybe initially, but once that dopamine, after X number of days or weeks, once the dopamine regulates, kids that are offline more and have limits on, on their social media actually appear happier because they're more engaged in realistic things and physical activity and connecting and that kind of thing. But it's a process. It's a process. It's definitely a process. I can't tell you how many times I walk into Gia's room just because I want to say hi and see her and hang out with mm-hmm. her. And what is she doing? Mm-hmm. She's on TikTok. I'm like, no, I want you to hang out with me, please. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Play with me. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being a mom is hard work. The Madtown Mom Squad is here to help like-minded, hardworking Madison moms discussing, well, mom stuff. The Madtown Mom Squad, Tuesday mornings between 10 and 11, anytime at magic98.com or in the Magic app. The Mom Squad, only on Magic 98. So, Lori, how can we help parents? I mean, what what can parents do to make social media less harmful to, to our kids? You know, some of the advice out there is a little bit unrealistic, I think, and you really have to look at the big picture. How much are they using it? Uh, what other things do they have going on? Are they struggling with anxiety, depression, ADD to begin with? So setting reasonable limits and sitting down and talking to the kids about it and saying, this is why you know, I'm not going to take it away, but to have, for example, screen-free zones in the house, the dinner table, or at bedtime, you know, saying, okay, as of 10 p.m. or whatever, 8 p.m., then the phones have to go out of the bedroom. And again, and it, the delivery is everything. You know, you're not using it as a punishment, but you're using it because it's har- you're you're limiting it because it's harmful to your brain. And kids don't understand that. But if you, you know, like with my young kids, sometimes what I do is say, okay, if you tell mom that you really like watermelon, and so mom goes, oh, he likes watermelon, and so 24/7, that's the only food she gives you. Okay. Right. And I mean, like at some point you say, okay, enough with the watermelon. (laughs) I'm Um, done. (laughs) Yes. And so I'm, as your parent, I'm doing the same thing. I'm saying to your brain, enough with the dopamine. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, And that kind of input. Again, talking. Talking and asking questions, you know, of the kids, you know, what do you like online? What do you, what do you think it's doing for you? The, the other thing I think I tell all parents, you need to monitor where they are online with the kids' knowledge. And when they fight back or whatever, you just say, listen, you're asking me not to parent. That's not fair. Right. That's part of being a parent. And so I have to know, you know, what you're doing. The same way I wouldn't let you walk out the door and not know where you're going. You know, um, or I wouldn't let you drive away in the car when you don't have a license. So I I think if you can give comparisons to kids that they can relate to, parents are going to have an easier time placing those limits on it. The, the other thing is that parents do a lot that works against them is they tend to weaponize the screen. They, no matter what the kid does, disobeys, fails a class, whatever, the first, the knee-jerk reaction is, okay, no computer, no yep. phone. I'm taking Hi, I'm guilty of that, Miss Lori. <laughs> Give me your phone, Gia. <laughs> yeah, I know. I learned my lesson, believe me, from Lori. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And the kids get a little crazy about it. So what I try to 
teach parents is if they're, and I tell the kids this, I say, listen, if you're misusing the phone, if you're getting on sites you shouldn't be, if you're literally committing fraud, which I've had kids that are addicted to it that have stolen parents' credit cards and, you know, bought game stuff and all this other stuff, then that's legitimate to take the screen away right? because you're causing harm by being on the screen. But to just say, you know, well, you got an F in math, so I'm taking your phone. It's like the, the kids are going, what? And then we're so surprised when they get mad about it. Well, I think this is so important, especially with uh, how the world works today. It is a scary thing. Mm-hmm. And it is scary right. to allow scary. your child to be on social right. media, right? Um, exactly. For all the factors of mental health and predators. Mm-hmm. So I so appreciate you coming on and educating us more on how we can, uh, you know, talk to our kids about social media and protect them at the same time. So you're just the, you're just the best, Lori, every time you come on the air. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, You know me, I love talking about this and getting people to look at things a little bit differently than normal. So um, I'm kind of out of the box, I've been told. I don't know if that's true, but. (laughs) And and it works, believe me. Uh, All right, Matt Town, we will have this beautiful woman on uh, the show once again, because she is a fan favorite. Thanks so much, Lori. We appreciate you. Okay. Thanks, Krista. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mad Town Mom Squad from Magic 98. Be sure to share, rate, and subscribe to the Madtown Mom Squad. Krista has a new episode every Tuesday. For more content and to binge past episodes, go to magic98.com or download the Magic app. Mom Squad, only on Magic 98.